Hey, this is Chase Guys with One American Podcast. Thanks for coming on. It's really a pleasure to um, to meet you and have you on, Zainab. Thanks for having me. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your story? Where do you come from? And why do I keep seeing you all over the place on Twitter? <laughs> so I just kind of came onto the online scene out of nowhere after, I guess, keeping my distance for a really long time, even though I work mm-hmm. in media. So I was seeing all this stuff happening and I was thinking, you know what, maybe not really worth it to talk about it. And then when mm-hmm. shit really hit the fan, I thought, you know what, I need to talk about this. So I just started tweeting stuff and then my account got nuked. They said oh, I yeah. was guilty of impersonating myself, which I don't know how anyone can ever do that. But yeah, apparently I did it. And I had to start over and yeah, here I am. And I actually don't know how everyone keeps finding me. I guess I have some good takes. Not to toot my own I was, horn. Ha- I was hanging out with um, Tim Young uh, last week when I was up in uh, Dallas and we were talking about this. It seems like since they did the big purge last year of accounts that were sort of anti-narrative. I don't want to say right-wing because not everybody's right-wing that's anti-narrative. So, uh, But after they did that big purge, it seems like a lot of non-narrative accounts are really getting pushed again on on social media. Uh, Have you found that to be um, something that you've noticed too or or are we just full of it? Uh, Well, it's it's obviously definitely happening. I, I got nuked for impersonating myself, which is the most BS excuse of all time. And I'm seeing a lot of people, their accounts are just getting shut down for basically no reason. They're hardly saying anything. It's just like, nope, they're gone. And this yeah. is, it's ridiculous. And now even today, uh, they announced YouTube was going to be censoring all vaccine misinformation, which that word really gets under my skin. That's, it's so, uh, it's such a dystopian word to just mm-hmm. lump something as misinformation who, who decides what's accurate and what's not? You have all these yep. big companies deciding this. Ridiculous. Does it make any yeah, sense? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really scary. And if you would have asked me five years ago, before Trump, basically, if you would have asked me if I ever thought there was going to be censorship in the United States, I would have said not in 100 years. But it seems to me like um, uh, it's it's sweeping in in a quick way. And I don't really see any path to fix it. I mean, what are we supposed to do about it? You know, I've been asking myself this for a long time. I have no idea how we're going to get over this. And it's cliche, but I think the only way out is through this. But how? Maybe infiltrating it from the inside. But that mm-hmm. seems almost impossible. I don't know what's going to happen. But it. I don't think this is sustainable at all. It is just not sustainable. Unless we're so far gone that... We're going to get crushed. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you too. I just, I hope that it doesn't get to the point where, where this like leads to violence, but it doesn't seem to me that any, any form of tyranny is ever really um, handed over power throughout history. And so if this continues to get worse, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. I, I feel like we've definitely already entered the whole tyranny thing. I was talking to my mom about this actually a couple of weeks ago. I told her, I said, wow, it really feels like we're living in some kind of weird technocracy and tyranny, just a whole weird thing that's the world has never seen before. And I said, it feels like we're kind of entering that 
And she said, no, we're already in it. And she's absolutely right. We're really experiencing it. And there is, I don't know if there's ever been a dictatorship or something like that in the history of the world where they have been censoring uh, actual lies. They only censor the truth. So that's how you know we're in a big fat tyranny, global, totally worldwide. Yeah, I, I can't believe it that they um, that they even took they deplatformed Kennedy. So it, now it's not just the it's not just the COVID vaccine that you can't criticize. So I think YouTube's policy is any vaccine. Uh, yeah, well, that's actually why my well, not it's not YouTube, but my Twitter got completely shut down after I said something about the HPV vaccine, which I have had a terrible reaction to, and I tried mm-hmm. suing the manufacturer. Can't Which, sue vaccines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I tried. I got in touch with RFK Jr. And it still just didn't work out. They tried to take on my case, but yeah. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that you had that, that experience. End. My wife has a close friend that had something similar happen with that vac- that particular vaccine. It's got a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. And it's not surprising that it's affecting so many women and even men. Uh, there's a lot wrong with it. Once it's all the information is there, they cut so many corners. There's so many problems with the clinical trials. You know, they pumped the placebo group full of aluminum, which the placebo group was very small. The whole trial was small. And since they gave the placebo like so much aluminum, it made all side effects look pretty normal, which is Mm -hmm. not ethical at all. Why would you, why would you pump people with aluminum at all? If you were trying to have a placebo group, why isn't it just a saline flush? Yeah, that's, that's the question. I mean, clearly there's something, there's something up with Gardasil that they're trying to hide, which. I like how, as soon as I like how, as soon as YouTube announces that they're going to ban all accounts that are critical of vaccines, we go and we immediately go into a conversation on YouTube, (laughs) criticizing all vaccines. So if I lose my YouTube account, it's your, it's your fault, but it's okay. I'll I'll find another way. I'm sorry. Basically my job is just to get a, just to get a job at (laughs) band.video because I live in Austin right down the road from uh, InfoWars. So wait, really? that's, That's my, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Alex Jones is based in Austin, Texas, and he has he's lived awesome. here for decades. So, decades. So, I, I would love to love to work for him. Uh, oh, that'd but, be sweet. Uh, I know. Then I'm going to have to worry about censorship, right? Well, you definitely get banned from YouTube then, but you would have a whole other yeah. platform. Yeah, exactly. So, so you're in media, right? You write about. I went on your website. You write about um, like awesome traveling experiences and things of that nature. Is that right? In a yeah. Nutshell? Yeah. Yeah, basically, so did you, basically. Did you just get screwed with COVID? You have no idea. You have no yeah. idea. I'm so mad. I'm very upset. Right before all this stuff started, my career was taking off like a rocket. I was so excited. I was going on all of these fantastic trips. And this is going to sound like a really weird humble brag, but I promise you it's not. These okay. were trips that like, multimillionaires go on. It's like, for example, I went on this epic trip, like an almost two week trip to Peru, where I stayed at a bunch of different, very, very luxurious hotels. It was like deep in the Amazon. And then I did a whole thing in Machu Picchu and it was stuff like this. And I would just basically go on a free, incredible vacation. And then I just write about it. Who doesn't love that job? It was incredible. And now it's over. 
and I'm probably how never going to be able to do it again. How did you, how did, how did you learn to write? Uh, well, my whole story about how I got into writing is kind of weird. I if you was, don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but oh, no, no, you've no, got no. all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to go to medical school. I studied neuroscience and psychology in college, and I was getting ready to take the MCAT and just go to medical school. And then I went to study abroad in Argentina, and then one of my classmates was interning at Maxim Magazine, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, might want to try this. So I did. I loved it, and I ended up being really good at writing, which I had never done any writing before that. So mm. it started with an internship, turned into a whole career, and I thought, you know cool. what? If I'm doing this, I'm not going to medical school. I'd rather travel. And I'm glad I made that decision because the whole medical field is completely screwed up. And I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, they would, have, they would have fired you last year, right? If you, if you yeah. refused the vaccine or this yeah, year, rather. Absolutely. I mean, maybe even before when I started talking about the HPV shot, they'd be like, you are not welcome here. <laughs> you're, you're out. Yeah, I like, can't believe that it's been almost two years since that virus leaked. Most people are thinking that it leaked originally in China in September or October of 2019. So that puts us at two years going through this mess. You know what I'm thinking? Do you think it's possible that it may have leaked earlier? Because I got what? something like a flu in April or May 2019. It was mm. the sickest I've maybe ever been in my life. I was coughing up a lung. I lost my voice from coughing so much. It was something super weird. I was so sick. And then with all this COVID stuff, I would have thought I would have gotten sick because admittedly, I'm not a fan of masks. I think they don't do anything. So I haven't been wearing it. I'm just living my normal life. I haven't gotten sick. It's like, what gives? So maybe I I already Mm. had it. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was that early or not. I haven't heard anything like that. I know that I got very sick in November of 2019. But my wife at the time was teaching uh, ballet lessons on on the coast of California. That's where we lived. And um, she had a lot of students that were actually Chinese, not just of Chinese descent. So they were going back and forth for the Chinese New Year and all that stuff. And I think that one of her kids just brought it back. It's probably my wife was probably I was probably patient zero. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, it's all but, my fault, yeah, guys. Sorry. It, it might, it totally might have. I'm, you know, since we're being lied to about everything, I would yes. not be surprised if the lies are even bigger and deeper and worse than what yeah. we can even imagine. I know. I had, um, I had Jack Maxey on the podcast, uh, just a couple of weeks ago now, and he's, one of the guys that has Hunter Biden's laptop, he got it from Rudy, I think, directly when he worked with Steve Bannon at um, Pandemic War Room Pandemic. And um, for two hours, he basically went on an epic monologue. I hardly spoke, and which is fine. I actually prefer that. They went on an epic monologue about all the crimes on that laptop. And it really opened my eyes because it's not that the Bidens are so corrupt. It's that, oh, my God, like they must all be. You know, because how do they all have five houses and and they're making like 175 grand a year? Like you can't, I mean, 175 grand a year is a lot of money, but it's not five houses. 
<laughs> you know, and they, no. they, it's just the way they leverage power. So we, the, I, it occurred to me, I figured this out because I could not for the life of me figure out why we constantly give so much aid to foreign countries. It makes no sense why we just give money away to foreign countries all the time. Then I realized that if we give foreign aid to countries and we want them to do something, we just threaten to take it back. And that's what he did with Burisma. Like they, we were funding uh, Crimea and we typically give them, I believe, $1.5 billion a year at the time. That was the deal when, when Joe Biden was vice president. And the, I think the president of the board of Burisma was being prosecuted for basically um, extorting the country for all the mineral rights because he had formerly been the director of the minister of the interior or whatever. I don't know what his exact title was. And Joe Biden called the prosecutor and got him got the or called the, the the president and got the prosecutor fired so that Burisma would stay afloat because Hunter was making so much money on the board every month. Oh and so we were able to leverage our aid to literally make money for our politicians and their and their direct family members. Right. And so it's like they gotta all be doing it. I mean, I don't know in what facet specifically, but that's like that's a very simple, like, you know, use a rat hole money laundering sort of scheme. And I, I think that's and Americans are paying for it with it with, with aid that we don't I mean, why do we give a shit about whether or not Crimea has one point five billion dollars? Well what was that thing? It was last year in that COVID relief bill that we gave Pakistan a bunch of money for gender studies. Like, yeah, the whole thing is so unbelievably corrupt. There's, I don't want to say anything that's going to get you banned, but zero <laughs> transparency. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Just, just say it delicately. Uh, Self censoring at its finest. <laughs> so let me put it very vaguely and broadly. Okay. I mean, it's it's already a given. You already know this. Everyone knows this. The whole global system as we know it right now is just rotten from its core and the foundations are rotten. It's just oozing corruption mm-hmm. from wherever you look. There's everything is alive. And I don't want to sound like a tinfoil conspiracy theorist, but there's everything is just inverted. That's what I'm, seeing more and more and more everything that is true they say it's false Mm -hmm. so it's just everything is upside down and corrupt that's as broadly as i can put it what do you think is more accurate you think 1984 or brave new world i I actually think it's a big combination of a lot of it and Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm wondering about all of those books and the novels and stuff and even mm-hmm. movies that were recently made. I feel like it, it's all predictive programming. Like how how did they write something that feels so accurate so long ago? Mm-hmm. Did you hear of that book about um it was something similar to the Titanic. It was written in uh, 1890 or something. It's literally about an ocean liner that crashes into an iceberg and sinks. And it's called, I forgot what it's called, but it sounds so similar. It's similar to Titanic. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of this stuff is already worked out. I don't know. So, so you think you think you think that's like um like a supernatural thing, or do you think that there's something like explicable about group psychology or human by human genetics that like on a subconscious level, what what is to come is already installed? Um, there's just like an intuitive understanding, or do you think that it has? Do you think that it's? Are you more on the woo woo side of it? Oh, I, I'm probably on the woo side. Not probably. I definitely yeah. am on the woo side. I think it's all planned out. I definitely think it's all really? planned out. Yeah. And I I know a lot of people think, oh, yeah, all this stuff is just a coincidence. Uh, let me tell you this. I was talking to an ex-boyfriend who can also, he sees what's going on. He's like, yeah, this is messed up. But he thinks everything is just a happy coincidence they're like, yeah, this is happening and they're just taking advantage of this and doing this at the same time. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure this is all controlled, planned demolition. It's totally premeditated, I think. I, I okay. don't think it's possible for so many things to be so coincidental. Who do you think is making the plans? Because I don't. it's not Joe Biden. That dude can barely figure out oh, what to... Oh, hell no. Sounds late, behind but... It? <laughs> Sounds super lame, but the globalists. The globalists. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, but, but who who are the globalists? I mean, it's it's such it's such a vague term, right? Like you could say you could say Bernie Sanders is a globalist, but he doesn't really have any global power. I mean, you're talking like Bill Gates. So is, uh, is that like the go-to? <laughs> I I think Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, uh, the World Economic yeah. Forum people. I don't think they're the ones behind. It. I think they're just. Uh, the mascots. I think there's something else behind it that they're just operating in the shadows that maybe we'll never see them. We don't even know their names. I don't know. Really? It sounds super weird when I say it out loud, but I, I definitely think that's what's going on. Well, I think that, that the conspiracy um, theorist cool. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with being a conspiracy theorist. I mean, throughout history is built on conspiracies that you know properly pl- played out. Um, and I, you know, I tend to agree with you the, the, where I come into doubt is I don't believe that anyone currently in power or leadership has the intelligence and strategic mind, except for, you know, some exceptions like Soros to execute some sort of plan that would put the entire globe under some sort of like singular author, authoritarian rule. That being said, I do think that the the leverage and the corruption that's created by and among people who get political power is similar to what caused World War One. In that, in World War One, there were a bunch of secret treaties that other countries didn't know about that had been signed. And so, when one country went to war, it like it created this domino effect where everybody had to go to war because their secret treaty said that they had to come to the defense of X nation if Y nation invited them or invaded them. And that, so I think what happens is when you have all these, these different complicated, like criminal structures that are conflicting and secretive, right? Like for example, Biden's Burisma thing, right? He might not know that, that is contributing to some sort of globalist outcome. But if there's hundreds or thousands of those all over the world, by and among the most powerful people, then you inevitably have implications of that that aren't publicly known, but like seem to be planned as as they manifest. I don't know. Maybe that's too vague and ambiguous the way that I frame that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that the system has its own consciousness 
that is planning this out and it doesn't really require individuals to do. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely see that. That might be possible. But again, I just go to the woo stuff. Maybe yeah. it's, it just makes it easier to comprehend for me. But I, I'm also, I guess, religious and I, I believe in sure. Satan and demons. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening that feels very, very satanic and demonic. For example, mm-hmm. the whole thing about vaccinating small children. I, that's, that's where it gets really sick. I mean, all of it is sick, but this is something else. Small Mm -hmm. children do not need this. It's insane Mm -hmm. to even think that they do. Like how, how did they go from, yeah, little kids don't get sick to, uh, yeah, they can get infected, but they won't really have symptoms to they need the shot or we're all going to die. I don't know how they took it there. Especially in context of all the other issues, right? So I believe up until uh, as of as of a couple of months ago, it was like less than 400 or around 400 kids total in the United States have died of COVID. And this counts kids that have leukemia or immune compromised or in the hospital. And if you look at that number compared to kids who died of pneumonia or the flu without COVID, it's nothing. It's like half in, in the last year. And on top of that, in the United States, 840,000 children are reported missing each year. Doesn't that seem like, why aren't you like solving that problem instead of trying to save the, the alleged 400 kids who died of COVID? That doesn't make any sense. So they don't really give a damn about kids at all. It's all about control. Yeah, obviously. And in the same way, uh, like pharmaceutical companies, they, they can't make money if you're not sick. So mm-hmm. they're also just trying to make even more money by, and now they're pushing these booster shots on people. And I talked about it in another podcast I did a couple of days ago, giving like in people in Turkey are getting their fourth dose of the vaccine, which really, how are they doing? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there was this famous, um, well, he's, I guess, kind of famous. He is in like plays and he's a theater guy. He got his fourth shot and he was promoting it and he just looks dead in the eyes. I don't know. I don't know how anyone can survive getting so much questionable material injected into them in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time. It, it's like, I feel like it would mummify you or something. It's, it's just like you you don't need that. Maybe that's what happened to the Egyptians. Maybe there was like a like the, the eighth plague came through and it wasn't written in the Bible because everybody died before they could write about it. And when the eighth plague came, it was this like terrible illness and everybody got vaccinated. And that's why we have mummies. <laughs> yeah, they were just experimenting. They're like first dose, second dose, third dose. Fourth dose. Oh, okay. He's like starting to step right, up. Right, right. They stopped they with formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's possible. Totally might That's happen. awesome. <laughs> so you're down in Florida, huh? You you were in one of the best states to be last year. Uh, well, I actually just moved to Florida four, really? five months ago or something. Well, I guess March, April. 
I was in New York City before, so oh I God. I'm a refugee. Yeah, you immigrated. I, I escaped. Yeah, yeah, it was really bad. It's a whole New York new country. City. Yeah, and I moved out of New York City. I'm originally from upstate New York, and my dad is still mm, there. Like Buffalo. So, uh, have you heard of Binghamton? No, I don't know anything about New York. Uh, it's a college town. It's It was actually voted the number one most depressing city in the United States like five times. No wonder you like to travel. Yeah, I know. And if you look up Binghamton in Urban Dictionary, it says, imagine hell, but make it cold. Whoa. So, yeah, that's where I'm from. It's just cloudy, like- cold, nothing to do. So, yeah, that's where I'm from. Anyway, so after New York City... I couldn't take it anymore. So I went and stayed with my dad for a while and I couldn't find anybody to sublet my apartment mm. in the city. So but I was you didn't have to pay the rent. the rent. Oh, well, I still paid it anyway. Because you're an honest human being. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do that. I mean, if I could pay, I'm going to pay it. So yeah. anyway, I was with my dad and then I thought, you know what? Florida sounds pretty good. So I came down here to visit, loved it, found an apartment in the same building that my uncle lives in, which is a nice, happy coincidence, and then loved it so much that I ended up buying it. So now I'm never moving from Florida. I love it. That's I mean, unless awesome. Congratulations. This, unless that, um, thank you. Unless that tsunami actually happens, because I'm on the water. I'm going to get taken out so fast. I'm going to be like the first yeah. one gone. Hopefully that You'll doesn't okay. happen. I dated a um, a woman who lived in um, Ponte Vedra Beach and up in the north east side of Jacksonville, and her family was on the water. And it's like hurricanes happen; you just close the windows, <laughs> you know. Yeah, forget yeah, about exactly. it. Nothing could, exactly. nothing bad could happen to Florida weather-wise that would would come even close to what the government is doing in New York. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine this um, in New York City? This- ridiculous vaccine passport thing that is not even based in science i i hate the word science now they like ruined the word hmm. science for me this is the science, yeah, they ruined it. science oh my god it gives me hives even thinking about the word science but yep. they changed the whole thing that now you can go to cbs get the first dose of pfizer and then go sit in a restaurant. But they're also saying that it takes two weeks for it to work and for you to build immunity. So what part of this is based in science? And what part of this is about keeping people healthy? It's not. It's, like you said, right. all about control. Yep. Yep. I, and I need to look into it. I think I saw something about this. Doesn't like 60% of Congress have investment in Pfizer right now? Yeah, I saw something about it's that some, too. It's something, it's something, yeah, it's just these fuck these people. They should not be allowed to make investments while they're making legislation. Yeah, they're doing a lot of insider trading stuff too. And they're which, legally protected from being prosecuted for insider trading. Like they I suck. Said, corrupt, corrupt, corrupt. These are some soulless, soulless people. These people just yep. suck so bad. Well, and, and, and this is an example, I think, of how globalism can happen without a conspiracy manifesting it. So if you have a situation in which you're one of 200 people in charge of the world, world's largest economy and you're able to simultaneously legislate and choose your own personal investments, then what's going to happen is 
a tremendous amount of money is disproportionately going to go into a very small amount of organizations so that these politicians can skim. And, and it's not just about doing it in exchange for campaign funding. It's, it's, it's the way that they actually skim and launder the money directly back to their actual pockets, cash money that they spend on bullshit like five houses. And, it, and what, if we have a small amount of organizations that are, are acquiring all of a disproportionate amount of the, the tax dollars from the United States of America, trillions of dollars, then you're going to wind up in a situation in which we have two or three companies that are popular social media platforms, two or three companies that are you know, successful drug companies, two or three companies that are successful insurance companies, two or three companies that make cars in the United States, right? And so that's what we have right now. We have the situation in which government is actually creating monopolies because monopolies are conducive to their own personal financial success. And and this is just not sustainable at all. Mm-hmm. What if it's like a bubble that is about to burst? I feel like yeah, it might I be. Know. And well, they're. Do you think they're trying to tank the economy? I feel like they might be. I think that that's that's a difficult question for me to answer. I don't know. I think that they that historically they've really tried hard to kick the can. And the problem is that kicking the can is the first way to make the problem worse, right? So, you know, if we do this other, if we do this stimulus package, then it won't, then it won't crash for another eight years. And then in eight years, they'll deal with it. And then eight years goes by and it's like, all right, we got to do this stimulus package. Only this time it has to be two or three times as expensive because the dollar has been inflated so much. So in order to accomplish the same thing, we have to spend two or three times the amount of money. And Ultimately, as long as we're the reserve currency and our GDP outpaces our inflation rate, we'll be okay. But we don't make anything in America anymore. So it's except for food. And so it's 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 not going to be long before our GDP is outpaced by inflation. I think it already is. Uh, I don't know the exact numbers. And, and, and then we'll be in a position where we default on our debt. And if we default on our debt, then our currency collapses. And if our currency collapses, we simultaneously lose all leverage globally and all wealth domestically and we're talking great depression stuff we're talking we're basically talking the exact same environment that 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 catalyzed the creation of the nazi party in in germany 30 percent unemployment no currency and that's when you see radical people go to the streets and find find someone to blame i i personally feel like we might be heading there and you said uh the u.s basically only makes food if you're mm-hmm. talking about farmland, Bill Gates bought that all up. So yeah, I know, I know. You should first. It should definitely be illegal to sell any sort of real estate to any foreign co- country. China's buying up farmland too in Texas. They're going door to door, and they're offering way over market value. And same with uh, BlackRock is buying up houses for fifty mm-hmm. percent uh, more than what the house is worth, which is also deeply concerning. Which makes me happy that um, I guess I'm a homeowner now. So I'm not selling my house to BlackRock. Absolutely not. They can't have my house. Yeah, yeah I'm not selling my house because I need a place to live. <laughs> and I'm not well, sure yeah, how much thing. cash is going to be able to buy in the future. But hey, in the future, we'll have our cozy little pods. Yeah, cozy little pods. Smart and our currency, pods. Will be, currency will be ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, what are you working on these days? I am just doing my writing. 
for Maxim. I'm, I write the cover stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I help with some marketing and advertising stuff for other companies. So I just do a lot of freelance work, which is how I like to keep it. And I think this is how I'm skirting the whole vaccine mandate stuff because mm -hmm. I have been scolded by my employers about not getting vaccinated, even though I work completely remotely, which how does that make any sense? Did Why they ask for proof? Scolded? Did they ask you to submit your passport? No, 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 no. Luckily not. Uh, but no, I've, they've just scolded me and said, it's because of people like you that the pandemic isn't over. It's like, I'm, right. I'm not doing anything. It's like, I literally just want to exist. And yeah. Yeah. I never understood this, this logic and I, I don't, maybe someone can explain it to me, but why is it that um, one person not getting vaccinated is dangerous for someone else who did get vaccinated? Are they just like making the argument that you make a, vi a more vi virulent strain of the virus because it's a it's a lot yeah. to like move through you and live in you. But if the virus, if the vaccine isn't completely killing the virus and people are still getting infected, then doesn't that mean that the leaky virus theory is applies to them too i don't understand yeah yeah but uh somehow they choose not to hear that part they mm. only say it's the unvaccinated and they're hearing it from all around they're saying it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated but well no that doesn't make any sense because people who have taken the vaccine are still getting sick they're still getting the virus they're spreading it and this is I'm not an expert on viruses, but as far as I know, mm -hmm. as viruses mutate, they get uh, they get you less sick. They become weaker. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, so here's my understanding of that. I my my my, vi, my vi, vi, virology background extends to AP Bio junior year <laughs> high school. <laughs> so um, you're an expert. I'll, I believe that the reasoning behind that is that a lot of times vir viruses become less lethal over time because if you kill your host, it's it's bad for the virus, evolutionarily speaking. That's my understanding. But I but I think in some cases, viruses actually do become more dangerous just if they mutate over time too. So I don't know which one's more common or not. But I do know that viruses that are exposed to something lethal to them, but it doesn't completely eradicate them, like a vaccine or a medication – do become more virulent. So even if they don't become more dangerous, they do become more infectious. And so that's my concern with what's happening now in the United States and domestically is that we've agreed to use this, this vaccine to, um, uh, like on a mass scale to prevent the death and spread of um, COVID. But if, but, but our vaccines though now or with the first variant were somewhat effective we're not completely and thoroughly effective that it's actually making the virus more virulent. That's, that's my concern. I don't know if that's the case or if that's true, or if that's how it's going to play out, but it's the same reason that when you go to the doctor and then they give you penicillin or whatever, if you have just like, yeah, a, yeah, exactly. a, if you you animal, they it. tell you, t you take all of it, even if you feel better, because yep. you have to make sure you wipe out every last piece of that bacteria in your body. So there isn't a penicillin resistant you know, form of it that spreads. Right. And so, that's just what I'm worried about um, in this case. And I think we have a lot of corrupt politicians who sort of, you know, they disregard the risks because they're, they're, they're personally invested in these companies in direct and indirect ways. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. I mean, in the 80s, 
10,000 hemophiliacs were killed. I know this because I have hemophilia. In the 80s, 10,000 hemophiliac children were killed by uh, the drugs used to treat hemophilia because it was in, they were infected with hepatitis and HIV. And they knew it, and they gave the medicine anyway, and they didn't tell the patients. So we're not dealing with a situation in which we're, you know, these people are like angels that are giving us this medication. It's not oh. some miracle granted to us by Mother Teresa. All right, these these people are fucked up people, and they have been for a long time, and they will be till the end of time. And yeah, we can't exactly. trust them. Yeah, I see. Okay, here's another thing. Speaking of trust, here's something that baffles me for the COVID vaccine. If it completely messes you up, you can't sue them. Right. You can't for sue any them. vaccine. Yeah, right. yeah. I would why, know. I why tried do you to have, sue them. Why do you have to have why do you have to have a prescription for a Z pack, but you don't have to get a prescription to get a vaccine? Right? You could just go and get it. I could just walk into Walgreens and get it. But uh I also what was it? Anything super, super simple, I have to go see a doctor and then maybe even mm-hmm. they refer me to a specialist and say, yeah, we can't give you a prescription until you do this. Like I uh, had trouble with my um, hemoglobin levels after I got Gardasil. So I had to mm-hmm. get my um, my blood tested every two weeks for about two years. And then sometimes I still don't really feel well. And then I just want to go get my blood tested. They say, well, no, you got to see the specialist. You have to go see that person. And it's just something so simple. I just want to know what my hemoglobin level is. And they can't, they can't do a very simple blood test unless I see a million doctors. But I could go to Walgreens, like I said, and just get the mm-hmm. vaccine whenever I want. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. 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 They should make it all over the counter. All of it. Well, you know. Like Ron Paul uh, said. Some Russian markets, you know, those like small European markets. Uh, Never been to Europe, by the way. I'm not well traveled. Really? Oh, well, they have them. Um, I'm talking about the ones in America. They're just these small, like, I don't know, Polish and Russian people usually run them. Uh, they have products from, you know, Eastern Europe, Turkey, just a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. They, most of them have a small little pharmacy thing where they, sell antibiotics and stuff that you just buy and i don't know how they could get i think mexico is kind of like that like, right can't you buy a lot of, you can buy like adderall over the counter there i tried to buy adderall at the mexican airport but they wouldn't they said they didn't have it so they gave they me won't modafinil. sell it to you at the airport all well, they, they the sold me modafinil i tried it and it was shit didn't it's not me. the same it just makes you shit no. and you can't sleep and you're still not focused <laughs> <laughs> well, I've tried them all. Feel weird. Yeah, yeah it definitely I, I, make I you feel weird. Adderall. You probably you should have taken a half of one. Yeah, I love Adderall. I took, I took the whole one. I took the big modafinil, and yeah, I felt stupid because it didn't. Did you get a bad headache? Uh, I don't remember. It gave me a headache, but I was not focused, and all I wanted to do was take a nap, but I couldn't sleep. So my whole yep. day was just. It makes you tired, but up. unable to sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, my God, I can't work. I can't focus. I'm going to lay down, take a nap. And it's like, I can't nap, but I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Terrible. It's the worst, Never but it's again. a lot easier to get online. So it's, it's, you know, successful. That's another thing too. You know, the modafinil is used to treat ADD in most other countries, but the FDA did, did not approve it for ADD here. And 
it, 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 there's like no risk for it. It's actually way, way less of a risk to take modafinil than it is to give kids an amphetamine, right? Like Adderall is. And they totally got bought out. Like they totally, the, the leadership totally got paid off by the drug companies to, to eliminate an entire competitor. Because you can't make shit money. You, you can't make any money selling modafinil. This happens in, This happens all the time with Big Pharma. I don't know why we're all of a sudden trusting and advocating for Big Pharma. It's such bullshit. Uh, let me give you an example of uh, Big Pharma profiting off of something. So the the horse paste, ivermectin. Yeah. Uh, my mom has a skin thing called rosacea. It's basically like adult acne. She gets like these big red patches. Uh, mm-hmm. ivermectin is good for rosacea, rosacea. So right. she goes to Tractor Supply Co., buys a tube of horse paste and rubs it on her face and it makes it go right. away. And when Big Pharma, I guess, found out about this, they saw people doing it. They created their own, uh, ivermectin cream that they're selling for like $200 for a tiny tube. But the one you get at Tractor Supply Co., is big yeah. and it's like five dollars. It's the well, same and ivermectin thing. Is in, I believe it's in the public domain, so they're probably literally just selling it to you, but but trademarking the brand and then cranking up the price, and then they get the insurance yeah. money. Just Jesus Christ, <laughs> fuck these people! I know, I know, I know. It, it, we need to just go straight crypto and not do any business with them. We need to fuck them. I completely agree. I completely agree. I. See, I've like basically stopped going to the doctor for a long time. I buy nothing from the pharmacy. I I try not to take Advil too because hmm. I don't want to give them my money because they're part of it too. So let's see how long I could keep this up. They're not what we need to do is we need to start a drug manufacturing company in Mexico, like an ethical one, and we just need to start making ripping these people off. <laughs> Didn't the Libertarian it. Party try to buy an island off the coast one time from Mexico? Did or they? Some, some South American country? Yeah, they tried to buy it and like turn it into Gulf Gulch. I don't think they put, they, they were denied, but they raised a whole bunch of money. Oh. This is years ago. Man, they should try again. Maybe I know, like right? <laughs> we could probably get some real estate in Afghanistan for like dirt cheap. I mean, hey, why not? Why not? <laughs> so where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter as long as I don't get nuked, which I'm trying not to. I'm like using yeah. language very carefully. I'm on Instagram and I also have my website, which is my first and last name.com. Well, not my first and last name. Not first last name.com. But yeah. Got anyway, it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure hanging out with you. And thank you for having me. Yes. All right. Let's do that. Take care.